everybody. Welcome back to the Multiverse Movie Podcast. I'm your host, Dean Holtzapfel. With me, as always, you, you know him, you love him. He's, uh, he's our, our resident uh, Blue Lantern, Tour Rogers. I appreciate that. That's high praise. Mm-hmm. High praise. Mm-hmm. The highest you're, ca- praise. you're calming blue with the power of hope. That's what so the symbol you... on my chest means. Mm-hmm. On my world, it means hope. On my world, it's like a river. Fuck that movie. Anyway, yeah. Uh, Here we are. um, You know, a day late, dollar short, whatever. Um, And um, we're here to do the. I would say it's kind of a divisive movie. Uh, We're here to do 2011 um, Green Lantern film. Uh, Spoiler alert! I actually like this movie a lot. Um, it's not perfect, but I, I do like this movie a lot and I'm going to, we're going to talk about it and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to give really, really, really like, like my true thoughts on this film and a bunch of other things. So George is doing something. Um, uh, Mr. Goldman is doing some Tai Chi. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was good. Um, but, um, so we're doing that. Uh, Chris was supposed to join us, but he bailed because he's a wimp. But um, he succumbed to the yellow uh, to the yellow ring. More like he came. He succumbed to piss. Um, but uh, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway, it's dark uh, yellow. <laughs> you know, I I appreciate you. Uh, I uh, Chris has got a hockey game tonight, so he was like. Oh, I won't be home until after 10 o'clock. And I was just like, I'm going to go to bed. So we were not going to record tonight. <laughs> so when he was, when we, we, we had come to the conclusion that he wasn't just going to be on the show tonight, we just, George and I decided, decided to record. So uh, it's Tuesday night. Um, and uh, I'm going to post it right after we're done recording. And um, maybe depends. How, it depends if we take a break or not. Cause I don't know if I'm going to render when I render this tonight. Um but uh, at the end of the show, George, I'm going to ask you a couple questions about since tomorrow is the finale for Obi-Wan. Just want to kind of give your overall feeling of what you think is going to happen at the end, in the show. We'll talk about it at the end. And um, But hey, let's um, nothing really new going on uh, in terms of other stuff. If you're looking for the latest Big Geek Energy episode, uh, the audio was corrupted. Um, so that show's lost. And I, I don't plan on pre-recorded it so chris and george can do it i don't have a desire to sit down and try to remember what i said a week ago by it'll, be, depp. It'll, it'll be called it'll be called biggie guarantee Two: the search for the search for johnny depp <laughs> so it's a shame it was a, it was a good episode too but um oh well uh, dean i do have some breaking news before we get into it. i mean okay. it's not, i mean it kind of goes along you know how jordan is a is a pilot mm-hmm. pete mitchell is a is a okay. pilot uh-huh. uh top gun Maverick has just crossed 900 million. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, I'm going to say we live in a world, mm-hmm. we live in a society mm-hmm. where the most popular comic book character of all time can't draw higher box office revenue than a character from the 80s. Yeah, not just not just the most popular comic book character. This, uh, it, listen, we've not to get in depth on our feelings on, on, on the movie, the Batman, if you want to listen to our review, me, George and Chris sat down and talked about it. What was that? Uh, back in March, I think that movie came out. Right. Mm-hmm. So you hear that, but that is a movie, you know, cause I know the first people, first thing people are going to say is, well, Batman v Superman didn't make a billion. The Batman was an untampered with movie. That was a complete director's vision. And that movie barely, made of 800 million dollars I, I don't i don't know if it actually crossed 800 million it didn't 770 million okay that's what i thought so yeah. so i mean that movie made that movie made 100 million dollars more than man of steel it made i mean we're just talking surface level box office i'm not talking about like profits through um you know based on like production and stuff like that because even then it still didn't make that much money um you know box office was less than bvs uh, I think it's just about on par with the first Suicide Squad movie, less than Wonder Woman, and I think it's only like a hundred million dollars more than Justice League. So, yeah, don't fucking um, don't brag about it because uh, you know 
at, if that movie was as great as everyone says it was, untampered with, director's vision, that should have been a billion-dollar movie. So people clearly weren't invested in it, uh, which is pretty much the whole of DC in complete general. So, But that's a story for another day because George knows I went on a pretty, pretty long DC tirade on our, our text message group the other day. And I was just kind of venting my frustrations just with DC in general because now they're about to start another comic book, major comic book event. It's uh, Dark Crisis. They're touting it as the sequel to the classic Crisis on Infinite Earths. And um, it's just not starting off very well. I'm going to keep reading it because it's got some really good artwork in it at least. But it's just, I'm, I'm kind of, it's kind of all over the place. It's very frenetic, very, already starting pretty convoluted. So hopefully it picks up. I'm not going to get in all the time. So it's like 20 different comics. Fuck that. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, we're already talking about one controversial DC movie in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say Green Lantern is controversial. I would say it's just divisive because a lot of people don't like it. It was a box office bomb, but it's really not a bad movie. I mean, you know, be, you know, before you know, before we get into the crux of the matter, I, I've always said it. This movie, if you replace the Green Lantern Corps with the Nova Corps and release that movie five years ago it probably makes close to a billion dollars. You know what I mean? It's pretty much a Marvel movie. Um, yeah, I mean, look, it's got, it's got its issues. I don't think the CGI, the CGI involving Hal, Lan- Hal Lantern, Hal Jordan's mask and suit and some of the stuff looks like shit. But then there's some stuff like Kilowog and Tomorey and Oa and Sinestro. They look really good. So... The CGI um, in space. The CGI in space looks really good. The yeah. Problem is they use too much of it on Earth, and it doesn't on, on quote unquote Earth. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't look good because even some of the background shots mm-hmm. were CG. And mm-hmm. looking at them, I'm like, this looks like Thor: The Dark World level yeah. Uh, CG. Yeah. So, but I listen. I've uh, I'll always defend this movie. Um, it's not, listen. It's it's far from perfect. You know what I mean? But it, I think it pays enough respect for the comics. To, res- to respect the film um, I've grown to like um, Ryan Reynolds as Hal Jordan over the years at first I thought he was very miscast I would have personally I would have always I- I've always said I would have cast either Nathan Fillion um, and another one came to today and I actually came to me and then I was kind of reading the Wikipedia page Chris Pine would have been a great Hal Jordan too oh my god yeah yeah he, he would have oh, been yeah. great he actually was in the running for it too so um, but he would have been a great Kyle Jordan. So let's um let me read some of these stats real fast, and we'll kind of get into the you know the the topic here. Um, I'm gonna pull up Rotten Tomatoes too, so um, just to see what that was. Rotten Tomatoes was like 25. Is it really? Or yeah. or you can not click on this. Okay, here we go. I got it right here. Uh, 26, 26 percent. Oh. What's the uh, what's the audience score? Oh, I don't know. Forty five. I was. Oh, what's that? Forty five percent audience. Oh, score. so not much better. No, not really. It's a real shame. It's a real yeah. shame. But anyway, let's 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 um let's get into this. Uh, that's the comic book. My bad. Uh, where is it? I had it up. What happened? Here it is. Okay. Green Lantern released uh, June seventeenth, two thousand eleven. So it's we're right around its eleven year anniversary. Um, a couple days ago. Four days past. Uh, yeah. So um, uh, on a budget of two hundred million dollars, a box office draw of two hundred nineteen point nine million dollars. So a complete utter box office failure. Um, it 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 made its production budget back but like like you say if you factor in everything else you know this was you know it, it, it did not make a profit whatsoever i mean you would look at surface value be like oh it made 19 million dollars but like no it did not it probably if i lost the studio like 200 million dollars so um directed by martin campbell the great martin campbell i love a lot of his work screenplay screenplay by Greg Berlanti, uh, Michael Green, Mark Guggenheim. Of course, we know two of those names. They were the, they were the uh, brains behind a lot of the CW shows. Uh, Michael Berl- Goldenberg. Berlanti still is. 
Yes, Guggenheim because, is gone. Because yeah, be, well, well, not just that. Berlanti does uh, some of the shows on HBO Max also. Like mm-hmm. he's behind Titans. He's behind. Um, well, he's not behind Doom Patrol. Jer- uh, Jeremy Carver is, but he has. But mm-hmm. it's his. They use his studio though, and yes. I think he, and I think he has a small hand in um, in Peacemaker. But don't quote me on that. Mm. Um, I think Guggenheim also does. Uh... No, Berlanti's doing the Green Lantern show too. Yes. Um, if we ever get it. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, it was announced two years ago. They told Zack Snyder he couldn't use John Stewart, and they didn't cast a John Stewart for the show. So, <laughs> we'll see. Um, you know, Mark Guggenheim gets a bad rap, and I tell you, right, he's writing a, uh, I think it's a miniseries, six issues. Um, I, I, I've read the first two issues of it's a Han Solo and Chewbacca comic. It's actually very good, the first two issues. So um, he's ri- he's written comics in the past. He's a pretty decent comic book uh, writer. So I never, um, thought I'd, I, don't, I never thought I'd hear you defend Mark Guggenheim. Well, I mean, he's a good comic. Because, he's a because you blamed him for everything wrong with Arrow after season two. Correct. <laughs> yeah, correct. No, he, he was. But again, look at look at a guy like at, right here, produced by uh, Don DeLine. Greg Belanti and Jeff Johns. Jeff Johns is cinematic cancer for DC. But oh he's, yeah, he's one. He's the best comic book writer in the world right now. He still is, you know, regardless of all of the um, controversy surrounding him. And there have been. I don't think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be on in, in in you know in here. But uh, it has come out over the past few years that he kind of came into the production with with this, and this was kind of on the back end of his. Uh, now this is probably this is probably in the height of the new fifty two, I think. And his new fifty two Green Lantern one was really good. Um, my dates might be messed up though, but he's like the quintessential Green Lantern author in the comics. But he came in and was all like, "No, you got to do this, got to do this, got to do this," and, and and he just seems to be kind of like cancer for dc on film and he needs to stay away from film and just focus on the comics because he's back with dc writing again he's doing a flashpoint beyond i didn't pick it up it's only six issues i'm just gonna wait for the trade paperback i gotta stop spending money on six issues miniseries um you know because they take up the spaces in my compo boxes so i'm just gonna wait till they put out in trade paperback in a few months um but i hear really good things about it so i mean as a as a writer jeff johns is fantastic and, and as a writer guggenheim is pretty good um, so, I mean, you can be a good writer, but just bad for, bad for, you know, Hollywood. So, um, yeah. uh, so where were we starring Ryan Reynolds, who I've, like I said, I've come around to Blake Lively, um, Peter Scar- uh, Sarsgaard, Angela Bassett as, um, the, Amanda Waller, Amanda Waller. uh, t- Tim Robbins. Tamora Morrison as uh, Abin, perfectly cast as Abin Sore. And you want to talk about perfectly cast? Mark Strong as fucking Sinestro. What a fucking casting that was. My God. I was actually just watching it again before we came on here to record. I watched it last week and I was like, ah, fuck it, I'll put it on again to kind of brush up, you know. It's a movie I do enjoy to watch. Man, he is so perfectly cast. The I mean, biggest... all the Lantern. I mean, all the Lanterns. You got Jeffrey Rush as Tom Ray, Mark no. Hart Duncan as Kilowog. You like yeah. fucking. Dude, yeah. you didn't need to swing for the fences, but you did. <laughs> yeah, and um, but you know, but he was just Mark Strong was perfectly cast as Sinestro, and that actually kind of makes me. That was my biggest disappointment that we never got a sequel to this was that we didn't get more Mark Strong as Sinestro. You know what I mean? So, um, it's a damn shame. Uh, so music by James Newton Howard. Now, the score of the movie is really hit and miss with me. I think the main theme of the movie is really good, but then there's some really stereotypical, like, 2000s music in it for, like, that kind of sounds like it should be in, like, a Fast and the Furious movie, you know? Um, but, so, uh, George, let's start with the question that we I always ask. When did you first see this movie? All the way through, or like bits and pieces. I, I guess both. I mean, I've kind of always seen it over the years, like bits and pieces. Uh, but I actually sat down to watch it all the way through two days ago. Really? Yeah. Well, it was just one of those things where, like the like the parts that I saw, it just kind of turned me off from wanting to watch the rest of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, which is kind of where, um, probably for maybe the first time of us doing this podcast 
uh, you and I are on complete different ends on the spectrum for this movie. Really? Usually, usually we kind of have the same uh, like beliefs or ideals mm. on it. I watched this movie and I was literally like, I want this to be over so I can stop watching it. <laughs> um, I, I think you know what this movie is, and I'll equate it to, I'll equate it to something, uh, a movie that I that I know George hasn't seen and I'm not the biggest fan of. This was like the. It, it's better than this movie, but it's very similar to Captain Marvel. Um, like with, with this movie, everything on Earth is pretty mediocre. But everything on like Oa is really good. You know, and that's kind of how I feel about Captain Marvel. Like the first 20 minutes of Captain Marvel when they're on Hala and everything is like, you know, talking about like, you know, uh, the Kree and stuff like that. That's actually pretty good. When she gets to Earth, the movie is like, I say a seven, right? Starts off pretty solid because, again, Cosmic Marvel, so I'm going to be favorable to it. But it was, it's not bad. The beginning of the movie is not bad. The moment she gets to Earth, it just plummets to like a zero. <laughs> it's just that's the end of the movie right there. So, like, everything on Oa in this film is, like, really good. It looks good. You know, you get obviously you get the, the, the other Great Lanterns around Hal and stuff like that. And everything with Sinestro. I mean, I mean. Mark Strong steals every scene he's in a Sinestro. So it's just, it's fantastic. But it's like the Earth stuff is slow. I won't deny that the Earth stuff is really slow. Um, so um, it, it is, you know, if you're not a Green Lantern fan and stuff like that, like I think there's a part of me that really likes this movie a lot of it is because I'm a huge Green Lantern fan. Or George can attest to that. I'm a massive Green Lantern fan. But I'm also a fan of the Nova Corps and Marvel. And this is like the this is this is this movie is kind of like the closest we're ever probably going to get to a Green Lantern film again, and probably the closest we're going to get to a Nova Corps movie too. You know <laughs> I mean, even though Nova Corps was in Guardians of the Galaxy, um, I just don't understand why we haven't gotten anything else with Nova at all. You know, I mean, obviously they're still building the Cosmic Realm, but like, I why didn't we get why did we not get Nova Corps over like, I don't know. Hawkeye, even though Hawkeye I thought was a solid show, but like, come on, man, you gotta you gotta bring in Richard Rider, minimum bring in Sam Alexander. You know, I mean, you gotta bring in yeah. Nova Corps to be a bigger presence, not just in one movie and then just oh, okay, Thanos wiped them out in the beginning of Infinity War. It's like, oh, what happened to Nova Corps? They had the power stone. It's like, ah, uh, uh, Thanos um, did it. Yeah, we don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you know what I mean. But that that's kind of how you know. I feel about that. It, it's very similar to, 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 to Captain Marvel. And the fact that like the, the cosmic stuff is like pretty watchable, pretty entertaining, but then it's just like the earth stuff is just like, man, I think I want to break a glass bottle and fucking chew on it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so I mean, well, I'm, I didn't see this movie in theaters. Uh, this came out in 2011. I was prepping for my deployment to Iraq in the army. So I actually might've been, here on 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 leave when this movie came out and i just didn't get a chance to see it in theaters but i did watch it i did get a bootleg copy of it um in iraq i watched it and like i said i enjoyed it like and then you know it was a movie that i was i always just kind of threw on um like i i do think that i do think this movie is better than captain marvel on the whole you know what i mean like like i still enjoy the vast majority of this movie as 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 bad as not, I don't want to say as bad, but like you know, it's it does have some pretty like really weak parts of the film, but um, and it's pretty anticlimactic for the most part. I, I won't deny that, but yeah. um, but this has always been a movie. I just I, I just enjoy it. You know, it's one of those. I, I mean, I don't think it's any worse than like Batman and Robin or something. I mean, it's not Catwoman bad. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we're fan four stick. You know, like, or Jonah Hex. Like, like it's. Like, I don't think the movie is terribly awful, but I don't like when people talk about great DC movies, I really don't think about this. No, um, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's it's like middle of the road to bad. Like it's like like Grant, I said, I was like, no, I just kind of wanted it to end. But 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 the cosmic stuff and the, and this is where I think the and this is where comic books kind of excel, especially comic book movies. 
anytime you've gone to space or you got some sort of cosmic feel to it, it works. Yeah. I just think it works. I mean, we don't yeah. get too much cosmic DC, mm-hmm. um, especially not too much as of late. Really, they're, they're always trying, could, because they're always trying to be grinded a little bit in reality. But hey, if mm-hmm. we get, but if we get a Justice League two, we'll get some cosmic because I you have so. to. Um, but yeah, but like, I thought everything on Oa was was magnificent. I'm like, this mm-hmm. look, like this looks like the place, you know, where where the lanterns would get their power. You know, like yeah. I love that. You know, like like the giant emblem that's up. You know, it looks like it's made out of the stones. Like that, like that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you got the, um, you know, like the tribunal, that council that's up there. Like you know, it's like mm-hmm. it looks really good, but it's just you know, once you're back. Once you're back down to earth, mm-hmm. I mean, I've, I've kind of lost it now. Granted, Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively are married in real life, and mm-hmm. obviously, you know, had chemistry together on this, on this movie. But I don't think this Hal and this um, Carol Ferris had any really good chemistry. Yes. Like, despite the fact that the real life actors got married in person, I'm watching the two of them. I'm like. Why would she fuck him? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I know, like he's you know he, he's cocky. Hal Jordan's supposed to be cocky, but he's a little, too, but he's a little too Ryan Reynolds cocky. Yes, and that's my problem with Ryan. Reynolds. Oh, I also forgot to mention Taika Waititi is in this movie. I forgot. I actually always forget he's in this movie. <laughs> when it when he came up on the screen, I was like, I'm like this motherfucker. Yeah, I always forget he's in this movie. But he wasn't playing himself, so I was. Yeah, fine. this is this is before he grew a mustache. So clearly, that disguise of a mustache is working. Uh, yeah. But um, this is Taiko Watiti before he was Taiko Watiti. So, um, he was Jim Watiti here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But no, I I agree, and and I I do think a lot of the the Earth stuff is kind of boring. Excuse me. The Hector Hammond storyline is not all too thrilling, you know, even though he's a pretty dominant villain uh, in the comics. Um, uh, I, I, you know, I, I will say I, I, I think it was a huge misstep to bring Parallax in for the first Green Lantern film. Um, I mean, granted, it's the only Green Lantern film at the time right now, you know, in 2022, you know, this is this is a family member of the fucking Justice League. This is literally, you know. This is like a borderline A-list character in DC Comics. You know, the, the the original, you know, the Justice League, the Justice League everybody thinks of is Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Flash, Green Lantern, and Martian Manhunter. Like, that's the Justice League. You know, maybe Hawkman and, the, you know, added in Green Arrow and stuff like that, you know, Shazam. But, like, that's the Justice League. So this is a Justice League member who still, to this day, doesn't even have a fucking show. He's just got a fucking, he, he's got a movie. <laughs> you know, and then and then there's a there's a uh, I can't remember the Green Lantern that was in the cider cut. Uh, but Wait, um, that's no Wait, no no the, the one in the flashback scene, the history. Oh oh okay yeah. Um, so um, I I can't remember his name, but um, so it's like it's like how does this? But then again, this goes back to and I don't I don't want to rant about DC, but this goes back to the fact that. DC doesn't trust any property that's not Batman, and at this point, they can't even trust that now. So and this is this is what this is what you get. You reap what you sow. Um, but this movie, uh, yeah, I know, I know, kind of all over the place, but I have a lot to say. So um, this movie, I don't think a lot of people know that this movie was supposed to originally start the shared universe. This was supposed to be the kickoff. They thought that, uh, from what I remember reading, their belief was, well, Marvel was able to do it with Iron Man, a B-list character. We can do it with Green Lantern. So, and well, they didn't. So so they decided they opted to reboot with Man of Steel. Again, wasn't the original plan Man of Steel, though Man of Steel was supposed to just be a Superman trilogy. So they, all 11 years ago, they barely knew what they wanted to fucking do, you know? So, well, I mean, this movie had to fail so Man of Steel could soar. Yeah. Essentially, because Man of Steel. Uh, you know, we, we we often talk about it. it's one it, it's 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 one of the greatest Hopper movies ever made. So clearly, it was I mean, already it was um it was already in production when this came out though. Right. So clearly, they saw something there. But they're like, all right, maybe we should just kind of lean this way. Yeah. This uh, 
Man of Steel went into production August uh, 2011. So it was right after this movie came out. So, but it was, so it was already like, that was principal photography. So they were already like writing scripts and storyboards before this. So, cause I remember it being like 2010 when they announced Zach was going to do Man of Steel. So this movie was already like, you know, well into, this is before it bombed. You know what I mean? Uh, so, but, so, I, I guess, you know, let me, uh, I, well, where are we at in time? So, you know what, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back on the other side, and we'll talk a little more Green Lantern. So, uh, we'll be back in three and three. Oh, hello there. <laughs> we're back. Um, so, we were talking about uh, Green Lantern. So, George, let me ask you, let me ask you this question, right? Dean. Please do. Well, you you are a DC Comics fan, as I... I mean, I wouldn't say... I wouldn't categorize myself as a massive DC Comics fan anymore, which is pretty soured in the whole company. But we both grew up massive fans of DC, right? Um, what did you think... What do you think of Ryan Reynolds as Hal Jordan? Because that, I think that's always the biggest contention in terms of this movie is... And, of course, you know... Ryan Reynolds made a whole shtick of Deadpool making fun of the movie and stuff like that. And he did it for two movies, which is why the second movie is not nearly as good as the first one. Um, but what do you think of Ryan Reynolds as Hal Jordan? He's hit and miss. Mm. He's a hit when he's in space and he's on Owen, he's with the other lanterns and he's training. Like, I enjoy that. But it's when he's on Earth and he's interacting with everybody else he really, I mean, and it's kind of a problem that Ryan Reynolds has with a lot of his movies is he's just Ryan Reynolds. Like there's nothing to, I mean, it's, it's kind of like how, uh, like later in his career, uh, Jack Nicholson is just playing Jack Nicholson. He's mm-hmm. just a different movie. Al Pacino is just playing Al Pacino. Robert De Niro is just playing Robert De Niro. Ryan Reynolds is just playing Ryan Reynolds in a different movie. Even when he's Deadpool, it's like, yeah, like, like, like Deadpool is great and he played him to a T because that's Ryan Reynolds' personality. That's just what it is. I agree. Like, like that's, I mean, it's not a knock on Ryan Reynolds because it, it works for him in certain movies. It works in Deadpool. It worked, it, it, it worked to a point in Free Guy. Um, but sometimes it, it doesn't. And I think it hinders him. That's why, like, when he does other movies that are, you know, like a drama or like an action thriller, they don't, they don't pan out. You know, they don't, they don't make money. They don't really get a following. They're just kind of like, up. Oh, here's this action thriller and stars Ryan Reynolds, I guess. Um, I agree. Uh, you know, I actually feel the same way. I feel like there are times in this movie where he just does. He just he's just he's just Ryan Reynolds, you know. What I mean, there's just the same tropes that he does in all his movies. And then there are times, like, like when he's on Oa and he's training with, with you know, Kilowog, Tom Ray, and then later Sinestro. I go, yeah, this actually feels this feels like a comic book. This feels like a Green Lantern comic. This feels like Hal Jordan. But then he, he like, you know, when he's showing off the suit to Taika Waititi, it's just like, well, this just feels like Hal Jordan or Ryan Reynolds. You know what I mean? And then when he goes to then when he goes to Carol's apartment in the lantern suit, mm. and she's just like how, and he's like yeah, like it's or 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 when he first get in, in the beginning of the movie when he goes to the um to the base and he's mm. changing and then he like tells her it's like it's like now I need to take my pants off it's like okay like mm. you're just being fucking Ryan Reynolds mm-hmm. but yeah I exactly mean, and here's the thing like like this cast is a fire cast. You know, I mean, we are, we've already talked about how, how perfectly cast Mark Strong was. Angela Bassett is no slouch herself. I thought no. she was great as Amanda Waller. I mean, Viola Davis from that first Suicide Squad movie. I mean, shit, she, she tops for me, mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned. Peter, Scar- P- P- Peter Sarsgaard was really good as Hector Hammond. Blake Lively played a role as Carol Ferris, but Ryan Reynolds was just Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. It's just, I mean, like, 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 this is a solid cast. And it's a shame that your title character is your weakest character, which yeah. we also think is going to be the problem with Black Adam, yeah. because the Rock only <laughs> plays because the Rock only plays the Rock. 
Mm-hmm. Like he's supposed to be Egyptian. Um, so just no accent at all. We're just going with, we're just going with just full on South Florida, Miami, Dwayne Johnson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like I said to you and Chris in the group chat, like the moment his voiceover started, I was just like, like this doesn't do it for me, brother. <laughs> <laughs> like I and you know? <laughs> not to go off too much of a tangent, but I think Black yeah. Adam is going to run the risk of being like the new Green Lantern, where yeah, so. the supporting cast around him is going to be is going to be dynamite. But mm-hmm. your title character, which is your guy who's supposed to be carrying your movie, is going to be the weakest part of it. You know, I I understand. Hold on. That's weird. I hear you. I'm back. I I think so. I hear you. Okay. Interesting. That was weird. Was it you that went out? Was it me that went out? I don't know. That was really weird. Um, Because nothing came up on my screen, so I assumed it. Interesting. Anyway, Uh, I'm back. I'm back, everybody. So. The hell you are. The hell I am. Um, but um, Jesus, what were we saying? Um, we're yeah, talking about how I, I, I think yeah. Black Adam is going to be the same way, and and just I think unfortunately I think The Rock, a guy I love, you know, is a, a workout inspiration, professional wrestler, great human being. It seems like I've never met him, but um, but just as an actor, I just feel now he plays the same character in all his movies. Maybe we'll be wrong. Maybe we will be wrong. Maybe he won't talk that much in the film. Maybe he'll be like a strong, silent type and just be very minimalistic in his in his, in his speech, and maybe he'll be good. I don't know. We don't know. But I tell you right now, that, that trailer—I don't think it was a bad trailer, but it didn't. Watching it, some you know, watching it many times, it's not people. I think. Uh, but back to Greenland. I think. I mean, oh, I, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I think Pierce will be your breakout star from that movie. If you want my if you want my honest opinion. Oh sure, yeah. I cool. mean, it's Pierce, it's Dr. Faye, ah, shit. Mm-hmm. I, I, I consider this an absolute win. I agree. Um, well, let's, I don't, let's know, get back. I, don't know, I don't even know who the villain of that movie is. Um, the, but, uh, he, it's him. <laughs> I, I guess. The Justice Society of America is the, is the hero. Then it should have been called, <laughs> it should have been called JSA. Um, but, uh, so, but you know, I, I, like you said, the cast was great, and there's another thing. Well, I won't get to that just yet. But, but I definitely think my biggest contention with the movie is, as a Green Lantern fan, is the fact that they brought Parallax in way too fast. I mean, Parallax is a huge, huge part of the um, Green Lantern mythos. Excuse me. Uh, and I mean, if if I remember correctly, Parallax is the character. Uh, Hal Jordan becomes Parallax, and then has to. That's when he dies. I think so. Yeah, I think Hal Jordan becomes Parallax, and then he has to have. Because that's when Kyle Rayner takes over as Green Lantern. Because uh, it was created by um, uh, Ron Mars and um, Daryl Banks. Because they, they were the guys who created... Um, they were the team in the 90s who did Green Lantern and they created Kyle Rayner. So uh, when when people ask me, why is Kyle Rayner your favorite Green Lantern? It's like, well, when I got into Green Lantern in the 90s, Hal Jordan was dead. Kyle Rayner was the Green Lantern, so that's why he's my favorite because that's the Green Lantern I grew up with. So, um, and then, I mean, obviously, you know, we had John Stewart in the animated series, but, um, but so yeah, they 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 kind of they rushed Parallax big time in this movie. Like it, it should have been at minimum a sequel, but yeah, they clearly set up for the sequel to be against Sinestro and. What did you think of that? What do you think of that 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 end credits or mid credit scene when when you see Sinestro put on the yellow lantern? Right. When he put on the yellow lantern ring and became like Sinestro, I'm like, I was like, that's the Sinestro right now. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know too much, you know. I'm uh, admittedly I'm not. A, uh, I haven't read 
really any Green Lantern comics, mm. to be perfectly honest with you. Um, so I was unaware of Sinestro being uh, a bit of a mentor to mm. Hal Jordan at first. So yeah. I really, I, I, I was ignorant of it. But I, I was like, all right, well, but, you know, whatever. You know, who am I to criticize? I think Batman 89 is a great film. And it doesn't follow the comics at all. Except for the fact that Bruce Wayne's parents got shot. But um, well, I mean, this doesn't this doesn't follow the comics per se uh, with the ring, um, because let me think. Um, Sinestro starts his own core, which is the Yellow Lantern core. Uh, he gets disenfranchised with the Guardians of Oa, and they kick him out of the Green Lantern core. He's banished to. Um, I think it's another universe, but it could just be another planet. Um, and then he has like the the i don't remember what they're called but they're like weapons forgers of that planet craft the yellow lantern ring and that's when he starts the sinestro core but i guess i mean we'll never know what they were gonna do with it clearly he had he was growing disenfranchised with the guardians you see it in this movie a little bit so i I would assume they were that's where he would have gone you know so uh listen that's honestly you know and as a huge Lantern fan, just um, um, when I saw him put that yellow ring on and, and we got Sinestro Core Sinestro, I was like, dude, I'm here for it. Let's do this, you know? And we never got it. And it really disappoints me. Really, really, really disappoints me. Um, but, you know, let's, let, let's ask the hard-hitting questions. George, what's your favorite scene? My favorite scene is, um, I mean, it's really not a scene. It's really everything on Ella, because I think Ella looks mm. fantastic. I like like what, like when you first see Ella and you get like that that encompassing shot that kind of goes over like the whole planet, and it just looks, you know, it it it's extremely like. I mean, it, it's in space, it's obviously cosmic, mm. but it's mm. got that cosmic comic book feel to yeah. it. Like it doesn't feel overdone. You know, that giant lantern thing they made out of the rocks. That I mean mm. that. That shit hits. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, it's just it's just something about like I saw that and I'm like, all right, like you got me. I'm here. Mm-hmm. I'm in. Show me something. Yeah. And then it showed me the rest of the movie, and I was like, <laughs> show, <laughs> then they went back. Show, to, show, show me less. <laughs> then they went back to Earth. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I. You know what? I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to agree. Everything on Oa. You know his training session. You know the stuff at the end. Um, it's just it's really good. Like I like I said, you know, it was today when I was watching it again on the was it the twenty first? Yeah. So uh, I mean, I watched it last week, but I I kind of realized that today when I was watching it, I was just like, man, this is probably going to be like the only Green Lantern thing I ever see live action. You know what I mean? Like, and then I said to myself, I was like, and I, and as the future holds for myself, I'm this is the closest thing I'll probably ever get to fucking seeing Richard Ryder on fucking screen. So <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, I mean, they're basic. You know, the Nova Corps and the Green Lantern Corps are pretty much the same thing. You know, um, remember who came up? It had to be Green Lantern Corps because I think, I think Sinestro debuted in the '59 or something like that. So, and I don't think Nova Corps debuted till the '60s, '70s. Yeah, it was the seventies. Man called Nova came out in I'm gonna say seventy-four. Let me look up real fast. I guess now I'm curious. Dean's gonna vamp because he's on a uh he's gonna he's gonna Ooh, I was close. No- September oh. September nineteen seventy-six. I was Ooh. close. I was close. So um yeah. It's a good year. It's a good vintage year. Yeah. Yeah, it's a real shame that uh, Nova barely has a hundred fucking comics to his name. He's a great character. Both of them are. Sam Alexander's a good character too. Listen, I think it's time he to bring the, in. Dark, uh, I think it's time to bring in Darkhawk. Let's please, stop dicking around. Please, Qu- Quasar. Please. <laughs> Come on now. I'm all, I'm all for it. Yeah. You give me any. You give me anything Cosmic Marvel. I'm gonna eat it up to it too. You know, even the like I said, even the first twenty five minutes of Captain Marvel, I like. You know, because it's good. It, it, it's it's a, it's pretty good. You know, he, so and then it just turns into some shitty fucking movie with fucking <laughs> bad nineties fucking puns. You know, <laughs> not even good nineties stuff. It was like yeah. bad nineties stuff. Bunch of music. It's a shame because most of the nineties was good, but yet they found the bad stuff and decided to double down on it. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, I would say my favorite stuff 
in the movie is is the stuff on Oa too. I know it's broad to say that, but it, it is good. The, the Oa stuff is so good. Um, what's your least favorite scene? Um, really, anything with Hal and Carol Ferris, just because I wasn't I wasn't feeling any of it. Also, him showing off the suit to Taika Waititi, I'm like, um, all right, this is clearly just Tom Holland Spider Man. I'm gonna tell everybody who I am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. I don't like the scene where he's at the bar and then he gets jumped afterwards. Oh yeah, that was fucking. Dumb. And he's like, "Wait, my face isn't done getting like getting beat up or something. My face isn't tired yet." Because yeah. it's such a Ryan Reynolds line, it just makes me roll my eyes so much. You know, what? So I'm gonna, much. I'm gonna, I'm gonna backtrack. To, uh, to to favorite scene because I liked everything in the lab between him and Hector Hammond when mm-hmm. Hector kills his, when Hector kills Tim Robbins by just burning him alive mm-hmm. like yeah, that was that was, was, was kind of like unnecessarily dark for DC at the time yeah well I mean but dark I mean the Dark Knight was three yeah. years prior to that I mean to to be fair this movie stood no chance it was the next DC movie to follow the Dark Knight because <laughs> the Dark Knight Rises came out the following year yeah. So, so this really this stood no two, chance of anything. This was 2011. We hadn't even had the Avengers yet. This was probably, um, probably I would say right before Captain America came out. I think. Well, I think I think Thor and Captain America came out 2011. So, um, but uh, I would say I would say my least favorite scene. Yeah, I, I said my least favorite scene. So. Um, yeah, I don't like that scene at all. You know, I, I do want to say I like the opening too with uh, Tamar Morrison's uh, Abin Sur. Um, I thought he was great. You know, I mean, he's just another another great role, and you know, small but great role by by yeah. Tamar Morrison. What do you got for? No, I was agreeing with this. And yeah. Oh, I thought you were looking something up. Oh, we lost George. We lost George. So, um, all right. Uh, when George comes back, I'll ask him what he gives it out of a 10. So, George, you back? I'm back. Okay. George, I'm back. What, do you get, what do you give it out of 10? Uh, you know, I like all the stuff on Oa. I think the supporting cast is fantastic. But a lot of this movie just kind of left an empty kind of like a bad taste in my mouth yeah. so i'm going i'm gonna go five okay it's just it, it it's too much ryan reynolds being ryan reynolds i agree i mean he found his footing as deadpool and that's fine because that's his personality as i said before but you know when you go back and you watch some of that other stuff it's like this he he, he has he has one stick and he like rides it. Yeah. He it's it's no Ryan Reynolds from Two Guys a Girl in a Pizza Place. Tell you that much. So no sir. Um, I would probably give this movie a six out of ten. I'm not much higher than you, obviously. Um, I want I really do want to give it more because I I'm such a Green Lantern fan, and I don't think this movie does anything to disrespect Green Lantern in the comics. You know, like you know, you watch some movies, you're just like, "Wow, fuck you too, dude!" Like, you know, um, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But like this, you're just like, "All right, you know, you gotta take a little liberties when you adapt the film and stuff like that." But I, I, I can't, I really can't give it more than a six out of ten because the CGI is just awful in some spots. It's just, it is just terrible, terrible. And you know, I'm, you know, it, it hurts that because. You know, people will be like, oh, well, it was 2011. Yes. But look at, I'm going to bring up Marvel. Look at what Marvel was doing CGI wise in 2011 with like Thor, um, even Iron Man and stuff like that, 2010, 2008. You know, Incredible Hulk in 2008. You know, uh, even though that was a little choppy in some spots. I mean, it, it, but it, you know, but then in the inverse, I will say, like I said before, Toma Ray looked really good, Kilowog looked great. Um, that is the second time. That was that was the first of two times we've gotten Kilowog in uh, in movie because he was he was the Dead Lantern in the nightmare sequence yep. uh, in in Cyborg's vision. 
in the Snyder Cut. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I thought he looked. I thought he looked really good. Like I said, I thought Sinestro looked good. I thought Owen looked great. Just every, like you said it perfectly. Every time they went to Earth, it just his suit looked terrible. His mask looked awful. It looked. Why was it a different color than his suit? Like he was like a mint green. <laughs> well, not even that. You, Sometimes you didn't, neon green. <laughs> you didn't need to make the suit or the mask CG. Well, Just if you really get make a goddamn CG, green mask. <laughs> if you're going to make it CG, do what Zach did and just make it a traditional looking Green Lantern suit. Because yeah. the, the suit that Wayne T. Carr wears in the, the, the alternate scene, it's CG. But it looks like a traditional lantern suit. You know what I mean? It's not like this weird body paint suit, you know? Oh, we lost George again. It might have been it might be me that's lost. Who knows? So but yeah. Oh you're back, George. Oh I'm back. I'm back. Yeah. So uh what'd you what uh what was that? Do you rest? Like no, I didn't say I I, yeah. I didn't say anything. I just said that, you know, you just don't make his suit look like body paint. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. I like the concept, but I, I don't think it to the film, you know what I mean? I mean, like it looked like the body paint that you see on cosplay models on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. The, like the chicks who were just painting over their uh, their boobs and their snatch. Like, mm-hmm. all right, like, mm-hmm. but, nice, but, nice slip. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, it could. I mean, at the same time, it also could have been much worse. It could have been. Like, it could have been. It could have been the end of Black Panther with the PS2 graphics. So, huh. um. And that was five years later, or yeah. se- seven years later. Mm-hmm. Um, so, one more question involving Green Lantern. Let's say another Green Lantern movie comes out starring Hal Jordan, you know, and then you got Sinestro and stuff like that. Who do you cast as Hal Jordan and who do you cast as Sinestro? Uh, as Hal Jordan, I cast Jack Quaid. I can see that. I think he's going to be huge. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I've said that repeatedly. I think, I think the guy's. I mean, he's got chops. He comes, mm. he comes from good. He comes from a good, a good solid, uh, a good solid stock in Dennis Quaid. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure, his uncle's Randy Quaid, but he comes directly from Dennis. So, <laughs> um, uh, as Sinestro, uh, I mean, shit, go get Mark Strong. Yeah. So for me, uh, I'm going to go back to my original. And I listen. I know he's Steve Trevor, but I just think Chris Pine. Is like born to play Hal Jordan. He's just, he is just perfect for that role. And I'm, I'm going to refrain from using Mark Strong because, well, we've already had him, but he would be my perfect choice. I'm going to go with Luke Evans or Rupert Friend. Okay. Okay. Because they got that similar look to Mark Strong. They, I could see them pull off Sinestro pretty well. So, um, you and McGregor. Okay, uh, those two have that. I always play a bad guy look like Mark Strong does. So <laughs> <laughs> when they walk so. on the screen, it's like, oh, he's a bad guy. Yeah, you know, fuck it. Let's <laughs> let, let's go way off base. Get Hayden Christensen. Okay, he's due. <laughs> I can see Hayden Christensen playing Guy Gardner. Ah, oh, don't tease. <laughs> um, so I think that wraps up Green Lantern. For this week, um, you know, so. again, divisive movie in with the DC fandom, but at this point, what movie isn't? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it just seems like every movie is a fucking last a last Jedi to DC now. So um, just divisive as shit. So um, that's somebody who likes the last Jedi now. So. But but still, I, I you can't deny the fact that the last Jedi is super divisive in the Star Wars. Oh, ex- yeah, so, extremely. I mean, yeah. Whether, whether I mean you that's. Like it, I mean that's another movie that you were I that, that, that you and I are on two sides of the coin on, and we didn't used to be. We because, used to be the same side. Yeah, because you've come around to it, and I still yeah. can't get past Leia fly, flying in space. But so, I'm not gonna. But, the, but I'm also not gonna shriek on social media about it because yeah. I don't watch it enough mm. because I don't care. Like these yeah. guys, five years later, are still fucking mm. shrieking about it. They D- won't dude, shut up. Did you see my tweet from this morning? So. So uh, George is out again. So everybody, I mean, it could be me though. Could, for for all I know, it, it could be me that's out. I don't know who knows. Um, so this morning, um, George, not if you can hear me. 
Oh, you're, you're back. You're back. I'm back. When you when you drop out, can you hear me at all? No. Okay. All right. So, um, so what I was saying was, did you see my tweet this morning that I put out about Ms. Marvel? Uh, I was on Twitter, but I didn't see your tweet. So I went, you know, because as I watch the Marvel shows and the Star Wars shows, I, I like to listen to like some reviews about them too and see what other people, you know, other fans are saying about stuff. So when I went on, because I am watching Ms. Marvel and, you know, I had no, much like Hawkeye, I had no expectations for the movie, for the show. Did not like Kamala Khan in the comics. I thought she was very annoying. Did not like her in the Avengers game at all. Even though I do like the Avengers game and I'm going to restart it because I want to actually beat it this time. Plus I started on my PS4 and I'm going to play it on my PS5 now. So um, I'm just going to restart it because it's been like two years almost. Um, might have been 2000. Yeah, it was 2020. So I thought she was very annoying in the game. I don't find her annoying in the show. I actually like her in the show. So surprisingly enough, I'm enjoying the show. I think it's it's not a bad show. Um, but I was like, okay, let me hear some, let me listen to some reviews and stuff like that. I was about to go into the gym. And, and I, ironically enough, I don't really listen to music at the gym. I listen to a lot of podcasts at the gym or YouTube at the gym. So I was, I was trying to find some reviews and it's literally just all those assholes, those fat, fat, neck bearded, basement dwelling virgins who just of the fandom menace who just shit on everything that isn't fucking you know who is I don't know who is any any fucking left of Hitler you know what I mean like it's just it's like these guys are just bitching about a show that's clearly made for like young teens I mean it's not made for guys like me you know what I mean it's not it's not made for like a 35 year old comic book reader you know what i mean yeah, like, like it, it, it's not like oh you can't watch this but it's like hey we're you know it, it, it is it's like a it's more of like a like a like a teen show you know what i mean i mean it's it's not like riverdale you know what i mean like it's still like an mcu show the main star just happens to be like a you know a 17 year old girl well, I, guess, I guess the actress i think is 20 but she's playing a 17 year old like a high schooler so like i mean clearly it's it's got it's, it's but again, that, those are the shows we grew up watching. You know what I mean? Like like, like uh, Boy Meets World and stuff like that. We grew up watching those types of shows. And that's kind of what it reminds me of a little bit, you know? Um, but it's just like, wow, like, this is, like, this is, this is the hill you guys are dying on? Like, you know, the Ms. Marvel train? Like, are you fucking kidding me? You know what I mean? Like, come on, you know? So. It's, I mean, it's, and, and I said that when they released the trailer. And I watched yeah. it. I was like, this, this isn't for me. And you're like, oh, I'm gonna watch it. I'm a show. I don't care. But like, yeah. but like, I know that the show mm. isn't geared towards me, mm. so I'm not going to watch it. I'm also not the biggest fan of the Kamala Khan character. That's yeah. That's it's not it's not anything. You know, if I'm not a fan of the character mm. and the show isn't geared towards me, why would I watch it? Because I'm mm. gonna watch it. I'm gonna be like, this sucks. Because it's not, it's not geared towards me. It's mm. it, it's your main actress is a is a 17 year old is a 17 year old girl mm-hmm. that's your target group that's who you're going mm-hmm. for and i'm and i understand that and i'm okay with that mm-hmm. i'm not gonna like watch it and then go bitch to high heaven on twitter like i've got nothing else to do with my time yeah seriously it just it's like oh i can't believe they didn't make this show about a 17 year old girl for the 37 year old man yeah. let me tell you something if you're if you're in your 40s and you're watching Miss Marvel and you're like, oh, I'm really enjoying the show. I'm going to question every decision you make. And I think you should want to watch 35 this. and I enjoy the show. Yes, but I, I know you're a comic book fan. Yeah. I'm saying if if you're one of those guys with a comb over and like a pencil thin mustache and you got a windowless van. Yeah. Um, you shouldn't be allowed to have a Disney subscription. Um, <laughs> but, but you know, the thing is, like I, I was, my original plan was to let it run out and then I would just like binge it in a day, you know, but I was just like, well, what the fuck else am I going to watch? You know what I mean? Like I watch Obi-Wan and I'm just like, okay, I'm going to stare at the wall for the rest of the day. So I, I, I watched the, you know, first week and the second week and I was like, Hey, this is like a, it's pretty decent. Plus I am, I am an absolute MCU show and I'll watch anything that is attached to the MCU. I'm just going to, they've, 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 I, there is such good faith between Kevin Feige and me. I wish I could meet the guy and tell him that. Like, yeah, like, dude, you could literally do anything and I'll probably watch it. You know what I mean? Like, it's, 
You'd be like, matter. good, he'll just like, shit in his hand and wipe it on your face. You'd be yeah. like, thank you, th- thank you, my liege, and then bow yeah, to him. Thank you, eight out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, a bit nutty. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, as we as we wind down, so we are on the eve. Actually, we are six hours away from the finale of Obi-Wan dropping, roughly six hours is my math, if I did that correctly. Um, yeah, about, you know, midnight would be three hours, and then it debuts 3 a.m. here in the East Coast. So, George, um, you know, I want to get your and, – and next week, you know, we'll talk about episodes five and six, and, and if, if Chris isn't too busy to come on, um, you know, he'll give his thoughts too. But, George, what, do you, what are your expectations for the finale? Um, here's the thing with Obi-Wan and I said this before, it was I'm tempering my expectations because I don't want to go in too high in case I get disappointed. Like mm-hmm. I, I am well aware of the liberties that the show has kind of taken continuity wise. And I'm okay with that. Some things I'm like, eh, but I'm, it's not enough that it's going it, to, it, it tempers the show for me because I do really enjoy the show. And I understand that the, that this Obi-Wan seems weak because 10 years ago, he literally thought the Jedi, that, that he lost the Jedi Order. You know, that the Sith won because, you know, because he lost. So, of course, he's going to have a different point of view. Um, I don't know what to expect, but I just hope to be entertained. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be I'd be lying if I said I didn't expect a lightsaber battle, mm. but you know, hey, just give me something good. Uh, I agree. Just give me something good. Um, you know, I think this show, you know, it, it just as I said last week, and and I'll reiterate it now, and, I, and I'll say it again next week. It's been I've enjoyed the show overall, but it has been kind of hit and miss with me. In terms of a lot of things, um, again, I think the story itself, the general story of the show, has been pretty good. Um, I don't think it's been written the best. Um, might want to get might want to get Dave Filoni or John Favreau on season two if it's going to happen, uh, and a better cinematographer, please. I don't need shaky cam when fucking Darth Vader walks in the room. Um, so, um, I, I I would hope that there is a good lightsaber battle where Obi-Wan bests Vader because they were touting this to rematch of a lifetime. And if that rematch is what we got in episode three, um, that's, I'm not impressed. That's, that's yeah, I'm not impressed. I understand that lightsaber confrontation. You know, Obi-Wan hadn't really, hadn't been used in the force. He'd come himself off. He was hiding for a decade. Totally get that. But you can't say, Hey, this is the rematch of the century. And that's the rematch you're going to give us. So, um, <clears throat> but I, I just hope it's a good show. I hope it goes out on a high note. Um, listen, I would I hope for a season two. I know there's rumors of a season two. You think there's actually going to be a season two? I don't know. Yeah, I Hard I think say. I think there's going to be a season two. So if this if this ends strong enough, then don't hmm. give me a season two. Yeah. Yeah. If this, what if it's if, just. What if it's just Obi Wan like combing dirt for like six episodes? I mean, well, all right then, it's fine. It's just him sitting at a campfire twirling fucking uh, a, a marshmallows on a stick. But then, but then the last episode, Darth Maul shows up and he cuts him in half like he did on uh, in uh, what was that, Rebels? Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I I think that should have been the post credit scene for season one. Just give us that live action. Thank you very much. I thank you. Mm-hmm. So, but hey, that's Obi Wan. We'll talk about we'll talk about everything. Um, maybe I won't like Chris give his opinions. He likes The Force Awakens, and he thinks the sequels, the prequels, are bad movies. Um, so I kind of don't, I don't know if I actually want to hear his opinion on that. No, I kid. <laughs> anyway, suck it, suck it, Chris. Um, so, uh, so. Anyway, uh, that's that's been Green Lantern. That's been some other rants and. Bants and Jants and Mants and all that other stuff. Five so, of those weren't words. <laughs> but uh, hey, we'll see you next week for uh, Dead Man's Chest. Um, 
I don't know what's going on with Big Bear, dude. I don't care. Um, so uh, if you were a fan of us on Hot Tag with Chris, uh, I know Chris, I, we're going to do an episode this week, and then I think he's he's shelving it for about a month. Um, because that's the plan. Uh, yep. Okay. Um, whatever. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> 607. Hey. News for you guys. If you're this man is this man is tired. <laughs> <laughs> this man here is dead. <laughs> and cross me off then. <laughs> uh, hey, if you're a fan of Station Level Seven, I'm gonna let you know right now. You're gonna get an episode next week. George is off the entire week, and I only work till one thirty. So next week we're gonna record a show for you guys, and we're gonna put it up. It might just be a little behind the scenes, like, hey, this is why we're going. This is where we're going. This is where we were. You know. Stuff like that. Uh, you like that? <laughs> it all comes back. It all comes back. But um, no, it may be something like that. Might not. Might not even be thirty minutes. It might be a twenty-minute episode, just kind of catching everybody up, telling everybody what we're going to do for the rest of the year, um, and stuff like that. And we'll move on from there. So, but hey, I hope you enjoy the episode. Thanks for all the support. Uh, if you aren't liking our Instagram play- page, um, go fuck yourself. Um, you know, especially you, Chris. Yeah, give us a share. <laughs> Spread it around. That's how we keep this going. That's why that's why we keep uh that's why we keep yeah. coming back. Spread the word like George spreads Chris's butt cheeks. Um yeah. As so. I leave, come together like butt cheeks. <laughs> so anyway, uh we'll see you next week for Pipes of Caribbean 2, Dead Man's Chest. Oh, well not that's not the you know the Pirates <laughs> of Caribbean. What the fuck? Pirates of- <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. There's no two. Two pirates, two Caribbean. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) (laughs) Two dead, two chest. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, but I've been Dean Holtzaffle. I'm still George Rogers, and we'll see you in the multiverse. Keep a weathered eye on the horizon. Oh, thanks, Will.